Welcome, welcome back, y'all. Hello. Episode 103. We're in season two. Episode 203. Yeah. I'm low-key like having an anxiety attack about this episode. We were just talking no, about actually. this offline. <laughs> That's probably why I'm already messing up the intro. I'm low-key having an anxiety attack. It's hard being vulnerable. It really is. And also just sharing your story because like... I don't want people in my business, you know. <laughs> I mean, not that like, I'm gonna share you guys my all of my business, but I just I like when y'all can just swipe on a picture and everything's okay, you know. Like absolutely, like I, I need to keep that facade up. I need to keep absolutely. that cap up. <laughs> keep that everything. Keep the ca- name of the episode. <laughs> keep keep the, cap the cap up. up. Keep the cap up. But just so we can do a formal introduction, I'm Maya. Oh. <laughs> uh i'm maya and that's carmen um and this is big fish um episode three season two quarter life crisis i'm nervous yeah because i didn't even realize quarter life crisis was a thing until i was having one exactly like i remember when you were like we should do an episode on this and i was like wait i thought i was the only person suffering right now (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. so you what obviously think quarter life crisis is a thing oh absolutely absolutely in in your head what is it a quarter life crisis I feel like there's good and there's struggle I'm not going to say bad I don't think anything's bad when I think of something that's bad I feel like you should throw it away but I do think something with a quarter life crisis deals with an awakening but it also deals with the uncomfortability of growth and process and struggle Mm. and so what I would consider a quarter life crisis is when you're coming to an age, I think mine is starting at 24. I turned 25 in a few months, mm-hmm. but mine definitely started at 24, 23. I was like, <laughs> I felt sure of myself. It kind of felt like, it kind of felt like the end I had just graduated and right. um, like, like it was an ending of a chapter. So it felt complete, but I didn't realize after school that there's now life like it felt like a a rebirth Mm -hmm. almost like I'm like Mm -hmm. I feel like 24 25 is like year one almost because you you've had all these developmental years and all of these like people telling you what to do and influences and you've been under the school system where you go from grade one to grade 12 and then college but now after school it's like you have no structure you 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 basically are at the will of the world and the will of your thoughts and your creation so that's scary and then realizing yeah you you have your like these are everything that you choose now everything that happens to you now is is like feels it's not permanent but it feels permanent in the fact that these are affecting your adult years Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what I would categorize a quarter-life crisis what about you Mm. so I I very much relate to what you're saying regarding graduating college and feeling like okay 22 like if if after college was still um, structured in terms of school and school years, 22 and 23 is like freshman year of adulthood. Yes. (laughs) Like, and then 24, 25 is like sophomore year. You like starting to feel yourself a little bit, starting to get a hang of things. Like, you know where your classes are, but there's still like certain things that you're still naive about. And then Mm. I feel like 26 to 27 really is like junior year. Like you're kind of fed up with, with most of the BS, but you're still kind of having fun, but you like see the light at the end of the tunnel, which is like mm. what you think is having it all figured out, but you like also realize that you're never going to it's have never. it all there figured no out. Figure- <laughs> like there's never it's just 
never going to be figured out 110 percent ever and like I feel like that's you I feel like your junior year is like learning that like mm. okay like everybody else don't really know what they do it either still nobody <laughs> like, knows nobody nobody knows and why didn't um, they tell us that sooner right so like I relate to how you view um us like going into our adulthood in terms of how I would define a quarter life crisis honestly like <sighs> it's sort of like very similar to what you're saying in terms of like something happening and really like turning on a switch for you and causing a massive change or restructure um, in how you view or approach your life. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing right. um, that happened in your life. And it also doesn't necessarily have to be a good thing. But I think that's like sort of like this uh, epiphany almost of like, oh, this is what has happened to me. And I'm processing that and understanding that. But also like, this is how I plan on moving forward in the second half of my life because of everything that has happened to me in the first. For me, that's sort of how I've broken down um, all of the BS that, that has happened around this time. But one thing that I wanted to ask you when I was hearing you talk and explain how you um, sort of have looked back and processed your early 20s, without getting too specific unless you choose to, what was happening in your in year 24 that you're like, okay, my quarter life, crisis is happening now that's a very good question I think it was when I switched from doing like contracting freelancing work and decided mm. to pick up a nine to five and a lot and I, and I continue to do like freelancing work mm -hmm. but it was that moment where it's like I'm I'm figuring out like okay do I want to be an employee Mm. Do I want to be at the mercy of someone telling me what to do? And then I'm over and then I like talk to my dad and stuff. And he's been working where he's at for like longer than I've been alive, like 25 plus years. He's been working at the same company, doing the same thing. And I'm like, you've been doing this my whole life. How are you like sane right now? Right. Like he goes to the yeah. same office, sees the same people. I mean, their people change, but like sees the same people does he and he's gone up in like status or whatever but essentially he does the same thing for 25 mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I'm just like I'm not doing that like I'm I promised myself because I'm I am doing freelancing and nine to five I will not work and run myself to the ground this time in six months mm -hmm. I will not I will sacrifice what needs to be sacrificed whether that's money whether that's uh, opportunities but I will not be working this hard Right. And it's like, and I think that's, I'm also like warring like capitalism and wanting to like be financially stable and like wanting to still connect with friends. And it's like, you really mm -hmm. can't have it all. I mean, yeah. you can't have it all. You can't have it. All. There's sacrifices that have to be made, but I'm starting to realize that like how I'm, how I'm doing it now is not working. It's not. And I think that's when it clicked for me it's, for year 24. It's like, I'm doing too much. Mm -hmm. I'm doing extremely too much. And then I'm saying that I'm stressed when I'm putting the stress on myself. So mm -hmm. it's like I something's got to give. And I gave myself six months to figure it out what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a big part of my stress was I was overloading myself with distractions of work. And, and mm -hmm. that 
reflected in my relationships and that reflected in my friendships and that mm-hmm. reflected in my relationships with my parents and my siblings was that like I, as long as I could like accomplish in one area everything else could be neglected everything right. else doesn't need my attention if I'm thriving if I'm getting accolades from my job so like mm. I and it, it started to show in my personal life that I was just you know kind of just putting my head down and going and going through it and I think that's similar to me in college I did extremely too much in college like right too much that I didn't so, really, you were my only friend basically so th- that's very interesting that like you've come to this uh realization I'm curious to hear for you in what ways do you think you've been socialized to feel that way because that 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 is in some way a socialization that we're taught to like really put our all into our nine to fives and like we are nothing if we are not thriving at work in what ways do you feel like you've been like socialized or rewarded to think that way rather than thinking okay let me put time into my passions let me put time into the people that are putting energy into me um I'm just curious if you've noticed that at all during your reflection um I'm trying to catch your question because it was I I was answering it as you were saying it then I left it but what I will say is we live in a generation where people at five years old is curing cancer Mm. like I that's stressful like I feel like our generation the 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 younger I think I would say like 14 to 24 age whatever that gap we are going off we are on x games mode like most of us, 80% of us yeah. are doing, yeah. are, are really on our stuff, which is great. That is amazing. I love our generation, but that is stressful. That is like, I feel like if I am not on Forbes 30 under 30 or 25 under 25, who am I? What are you doing? Mm. Nothing. Mm. Like, like I've met some very, we've talked about this on this podcast before. We met some really cool people doing some great stuff. And I feel like, and I feel like we're rewarded, like, oh, you have to be the first black, blah, blah, blah. Or you have to be the first woman to blah, blah, blah. And you got to do, you got to be doing so much things for you to be worthy, you know? And then in our manifestation talk, all of that was broken down. All of that was like dismantled. You're worthy simply because you have breath in your body. Right. right, Like you don't need, like, we don't need all that extra stuff. Like we, we really don't. So that would say that one thing. Uh, what about you? For me, well, I think I have to go back a little bit because I, I didn't realize I was having a quarter life crisis. Um, I felt like year 23 and 24 were hard enough. <laughs> they were hard enough. Year 23, I was um, leaving a very toxic job. I had decided that I wanted to work in politics. I if you watch the or listen to the podcast, you know that I also decided that same week that I did not want to work in politics Mm -hmm. um, and left very shortly afterwards. I also was just then after two weeks after leaving that job, entering into a relationship, which at the time was extremely toxic and abusive, both mentally and physically. Mm. And that basically lasted 23 into 24. So like, can I just say, I'm really glad you survived that. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And I also learned. And then that time, the main thing that I learned, because I, I tried to look back at that time and like think, yes, niggas ain't shit. But what did I what could I have done differently to not have been in that situation? I don't necessarily mean the abusive part of it, because like 
there's nothing I could have done differently. Why are you putting your hands on people? Right. Um, but I just mean like the toxic relationship part. Like, what could I have done differently to have avoided someone like this? Because I attracted this person, right? Like, there's something. That's how I view things. Like, there's something in me that needs resolution for me to have attracted this person and mm -hmm. this type of person. Because it's also like, yes, it was kind of the first, like, really severe abusive situation I've been in but like there are a lot of similarities to him and the rest of the guys that I've talked to prior right mm -hmm. so like there's something in me that attracted that so like during my processing I was thinking about okay what could I have done differently to not have continue this pattern of of men but then I also learned just how terrible the system is with survivors. Like, I know this is not the point of the episode, but that was one of the main, like, frustrations that I had at that time was, like, coming to the realization that I felt really unsafe in my mm. body and in my home. And, like, the law was doing nothing. nothing. <laughs> like, I, I like I, 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 I tried to get a restraining order and they just never served him. Wow. And, and it doesn't wow. go into effect if you if it doesn't if he's get not served. served. So it just was never <laughs> it just was never served. Wow. Um, yeah, it was wild. So for me, I had a terrible 23 to 24 that when I was going into 25, I was like, OK, this has no choice but to be popping. It's only <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, it really is only up. Like I've been jobless for a little bit, almost lost my apartment, was getting my ass whooped. There's really nowhere else to go but up from here. Um, hmm. <laughs> the way that I was shocked. Um, <laughs> the way that I was shocked so mm -hmm. for me I didn't really realize I was having a quarter-life crisis until like a lot of shit just started hitting the fan for me like I was starting school my mom had that injury my relationship was going through a lot of different things I was going through a lot of things personally so that's one and I was just like always in a funk um I didn't have any motivation to do anything like I was eating a lot which is totally fine I always eat a time <laughs> eat all the time but it was like have breakfast, have a meal, have lunch, have a meal, have dinner, have a meal. Mm. <laughs> so for me, that's when, like, when I realized I was not being myself is sort of when I realized, okay, this, there's something off here. And it was yeah. literally not until the, the day that you were like, Hey, I have an idea for this episode. And I was like, Oh, I'm having that. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm <laughs> having that right now. I didn't even know that I was having that. So for me, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking that this was a possibility in my, in my 25s, like in my mid twenties, I was not thinking that this would be a thing. So for me, I guess almost a denial kind of. Of going through something. Of going through something. Yeah. Cause, cause you, and then you also always hear, yeah, the older you get, it's going to get better. Like thirties is like the twenties with money. So I was getting excited going to like the the latter half of my 20s so I was just like that's oh. so interesting that you say that yeah oh, I you're was not you know I think and I've I've been like exploring this in therapy I guess update for you guys I found a therapist but I Dang. had to switch to somebody else but I'm glad that I actually found a therapist to actually land and like have a couple sessions yeah I I was diagnosed with adjustment disorder which basically means when things change in my life I go like kind of like mute and into myself for a good six months that's kind of mm. it's, it's a thing apparently but um I think that's a part of this quarter-life crisis and probably a lot of people have this too but mm -hmm. when you're adjusting 
I thought I was good with adjusting. I've lived in different countries. I could, I, I, I figured I could move and shake. But I think mm-hmm. w- what changed with this part is like growing up and knowing that like nobody has the answers to your life. There was things right. I was asking my mom, like, what do you think about this? And she was just like, Carmen, I am not going through what you're going through. I cannot give right. you those answers. And right. I think to adjust to that mindset that like every decision I make now is up to me. Only I have the answers really freaked me out because I've been used to a person having the answers. I've been mm. used to like family having the answers and my mom and my dad having, and they don't know a thing. But right. what I, when you said about getting older, something else that I um, was figuring out, so I'm still figuring out, I think because of the like trauma I've gone through and like so many people in my family dying young, a part mm. of me is surprised that I have made it this long and right. not, and not saying that like I live an unhealthy lifestyle or whatever, but it's just like, seeing people die young is I didn't know how much it affected me until I became older than when they had passed yeah yeah so it's like I'm like I I feel like I'm in uncharted territory almost Mm -hmm. like I I, when getting older I'm like is it closer to my time Mm -hmm. do I have time like I think Mm -hmm. that is something that I think about often I, I for you I'm glad to see that like for you it's like aging is is exciting it's exciting to me yeah for me I'm like what happens now like I I get scared sometimes honestly I'm 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 going through that but you know that they call that survivor's guilt oh okay therapist yeah they call that survivor's guilt like you feeling you having some type of and it doesn't necessarily have to be guilt but you having this like emotional response to the fact that you have been here longer than whomever whether it's like a cousin or an uncle or or whoever um it's like very similar to to having survivor's guilt which I've also felt like losing like friends at a certain age it's like okay well they should be here with me doing walking to graduation or they should be here with me doing going to prom or whatever the case may be um but I had a follow-up question if you're comfortable with the follow-up question regarding um adjustment disorders is that what you were diagnosed with yes be having this diagnosis has this provided any clarity to you regarding just you having a better understanding of yourself um and like why you may respond to certain things. Like, for example, I don't know if you had any negative feelings regarding how you adjust to things. I don't know if you were like, hey, I wonder why I, I seclude myself sometimes. or I wonder why um, I get closed off at a, at a certain point in time for certain things or during a certain process. Like did having this diagnosis provide some clarity into you and, and, and how you operate through day to day life? Yes, I think the the first thing is like I legitimately was thinking and I hate using this word and it's not a word that you should use, but I'm saying it because I categorize myself as this. I I legitimately thought I was like crazy. Mm. Uh, I was like, that's why I have to seclude myself, because like like people are going to think that like, you know, why am I going through these spells? Like, why do I like not leave my bed for hours like realizing I have not even used the bathroom you know what I mean like Mm. that stuff I'm like am I crazy like is this Mm. me but Mm. um one thing that I was learning is like uh it's when you can name it 
you can actively start dismantling what you wanted to start dismantling. Like well, mm-hmm. now that I know that it's adjustment order, there are things that can trigger me to like snap back into it. There are things right. that I can do to, to make me feel more stable, you know, coming right. up with a plan. Like you said before, like start planning when you want to have a break, like pre-breaking, pre-resting before you actually schedule a rest, um, mm-hmm. pacing yourself before you anticipate a change. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, I think once that, once that happened, once I was able to like name it, it's like, OK, if they're naming it, other people are going through this, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that that was definitely a, a, an awakening for me yeah I can imagine I can imagine being like oh okay this I kind of feel better knowing this like right. knowing that I'm not because sometimes you think about you overanalyze some of the things you do like okay is this okay to do should I be responding this way or x y and z so it's nice to know again to your point that if they're naming this you're not the only person that that that's going through it what I want to hear from you and I know that you're not yet turned you're not yet 25 but you're obviously turning 25 very very soon yes how was the first half of your 20s different from now and how is it similar um I my first half of my 20s was I would say more like laying the foundations of of myself and also like laying the foundations of what I want to be doing in the 30s so like early 20s I was in college still so a lot Mm -hmm. of that I was still like in the system of I have to be in all these clubs and like Mm -hmm. I have to make good grades and now graduating and working in communications and social media nobody cares yeah so like that first half was me like I have to excel and yeah it's cool to say you're on dean's list and that you're in alpha beta scout like cool and no one has ever asked me that since I crossed that stage yeah nobody yeah so now I'm like okay so what I thought was laying down the foundation is not it is it is like what am I doing how am I like actually affecting the world or actively actively affecting my industry so that's what I that's all that was like if we could break it up between like 2022 2022 to 24 that's 20 to 22 was like thinking that I was doing something which I was but like thinking that like I was building <laughs> we something. really thought we really thought I really thought we thought that it mattered we thought that we it thought. mattered so yeah. that that was and it was good I used some of the skills and like mm-hmm. it's it's cool for the resume also all the jobs that I've get, gotten I've have that used a resume so just forgetting literally unlearning everything I learned in 2020 20, during 20 years old to 2020 to 22 years old Mm-hmm. unlearning that for 22 to 24 years old right all of that was unlearning all of that was like building an actual resume that people could uh look at and like mm-hmm. actually be like okay and I'm I'm talking about that with work but if you were to talk about like personal things like I during that time the 20 to 22 was a time that I often like look to my mother as all-knowing or look mm-hmm. to my father as mm-hmm. all-knowing um mm-hmm. it, it was a time where I you know, was really striving to be the best sister and like mm-hmm. the 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 golden child, you will like making sure that my parents couldn't wouldn't have to worry about me. Twenty two to twenty four, I'm starting to like I said before, make my own path, make my own decisions, um, answer to myself, like not second guessing myself, and then also mm-hmm. just I think from adulthood, like any relationships you make now, even your siblings, they're not in your house anymore. You ha- it has to be a constant relationship. It has mm-hmm. to be something you have to work towards. And um, 
that's been something that's been tough for me not mm-hmm. having you in the house and actively wanting to talk to you it's like you actually have to make friendships out of your siblings during mm-hmm. this time because you don't mm-hmm. stay with them yeah um, and, and same with relationships it ha- like you you it's in long distance relationships which is a whole nother ball game but it has yeah. to be like it, it is another job basically and not to make not to make it like laborious but it's another job mm-hmm. but did, what mm-hmm. did you as someone who is 25 Oh. what did what lessons did you learn from 20 to 22 and then from 22 to 25 20 to 22 um I learned a lot about <laughs> relationships from 20 to 22 um 20 to 22 was I'm not even gonna say his name was when I got my first boyfriend um so everything, everything, <laughs> I'm laughing because I automatically think of Kaylani's interview. She was on The Breakfast Club. Um, and I think they asked her, like, what would she tell her younger self? And she says something to the effect of, like, girl, sit down. Like, she was like, you know, I was in love. And, like, all I needed was somebody to tell me, girl, sit down somewhere. Like, if you don't <laughs> just take care of yourself and worry about yourself. Like, mm. because with your first one, everything feels so, like, extreme like yeah intense like I I love you (laughs) like we are going (laughs) to get married we're going to be together forever Forever. and if I can't be with you I'm going to die (laughs) like that's literally (laughs) like literally I can't literally how it is not here like I can't think when you're not here nothing is okay like it was very much (laughs) like it was very much you're exaggerating but that's exactly how it is like that ass like it's very much that type of any of my friends that like I had in college would tell you that during my first boyfriend nobody saw me like (laughs) nobody knew where I was at nobody knew when I was in Pittsburgh or when I was on campus like I'll see y'all when I see y'all like it was very much (laughs) like (laughs) I hate that I hate that that I, I hate that I did that like I had to have like real conversations with like Devin about like how terrible of a friend I was at the time just because like I was so wrapped up in a nigga who was cheating anyway like so like 20 to 22 was really about learning the type of love that I thought that I had knowing that I, I was just way too young to even process that type of love in my opinion for me I don't think that you necessarily Uh, have to be older to have a certain sophisticated type of relationship but for me at the time I needed a couple more years before I I could have that type of relationship can we talk about that yeah I don't think I was ready for what I was putting down can we talk about that like yeah I think I, I, my mom tried to tell me I don't have an older sister, but everyone I feel like the aunties and stuff was like oh you're not old enough for a relationship you need to focus on and then nobody was trying to hear that right but if I could say that to my younger self, like, like, also, I feel like our, our, that high school, middle school age, it was like, once you ask someone on a date, y'all was in a relationship. Y'all go together. We go Hell together. Yeah. yeah. Married, kids, everything. I think for my daughter, when, or if I have one, I will definitely instill in the fact that like, you can date yeah you know like you can figure out who you like and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be so intense you know what I mean yeah definitely would do that I think the whole like we're dating now and now we're that's it wow (laughs) yeah it it really messes with your mind Mm -hmm. it really and like 
to this day and messes with my mind to mm-hmm, this day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me, 20 to 22 was just like, I learned a lot about relationships. I learned a lot about what my thresholds and boundaries are in those relationships. And also learned a lot about balancing those relationships, my platonic relationships and my love relationships and making time for both. Um, Cause I was like, I, I need to be with him every day. <laughs> like we need to wake up together. Like, you're not sleeping over the, the hell you don't want to sleep with me you don't want to wake up with me in your face like that was very much the vibe and I think for 22 to now was a lot of learning to advocate for myself we all the way and I know that may sound strange because I have a big ass mouth but what I mean is like all the way up until like middle of college our parents are kind of doing a lot of things for us if you have like the privilege of having your parent there and like involved like my mom's filling out my FAFSA my mom's making the doctor's appointments my mom's making sure I'm hitting all the annuals my mom makes sure I get my shots I remember when I was 23 my mom was like did you get your flu shot I was like what do you mean we didn't like I gotta get that every year like we didn't cross that out (laughs) when I was a teenager so I don't know if this sounds like immature but for me 22 to 25 was like oh I really got like adulting is all me Like I'm in New York by myself. Like everything is all me. I'm paying my bills. I make sure I'm getting all my appointments. If I don't feed yourself every day, I got to feed myself. I got to take out. What's that about? (laughs) Like what? I would never forget the day I was on the train and I forgot. It was six o'clock, Carmen. And I wasn't going to get home to seven thirty. And as soon as I stepped on the train at the end of my day, I was like, I forgot to take out the chicken. Ain't nobody in here, Bazay. Ain't nobody in here but my cat. <laughs> I was so like, no, but no, but like, that's all you. And like, oh. if you don't, and that all of that sounds like trivial, but even like the more serious stuff, like picking my insurance plans and like understanding what the hell the premium is. That? No, for real. My mom asked me that yesterday. I was like, mom, I just learned. She was like, did you do your, did you find the open policy? I said, mom, I just figured out what insurance was <laughs> like, last week. Literally like, I don't last know. Week. I don't know. I don't know. So for me, 20 to 25 was less about like men and relationships and was more so really like finding myself as a semi grown ass woman. Like I'm yeah. not grown yet, but like we, we, all, I, I feel almost there. Like I feel almost there. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's sort of what I I was learning at this time and like I'm still kind of learning that to an extent because right now I'm like looking for apartments by my like to live by myself and like I found one I got approved and I had like an anxiety attack Mm. like I was like oh this is like oh I'm really by myself like all the bills are going to be in my name. Cause right now when you got a roommate, yeah, put some of that in your name. Like you take some some of that in your name. Yeah. In case the bill is late, like you take some of that heat. Yeah. (laughs) You take some of that heat. Just extend it. Yeah. Yeah. You take some of that heat and now like everything is just on me. And that's, scary that's what i don't understand it's like why yeah i did not <laughs> ask to be here i really did not we did it. To be here we did not at all we did not at all so and now it's on me make it make sense right right so what are your biggest concerns about going into 25 <laughs> um everything i why I, she laugh because because <laughs> i have what four months to figure that out and i do not know what I, what i will say is i'm i'm gonna do less i'm gonna do less mm. and i'm going to do more of like what actually makes me feel like i'm making a difference in this world and also mm. what makes me feel good to like open up my computer and do something mm. and 
I'm giving myself until 25 to do that. I also want by 25 to just, or end of 25, but by 25 to be, um, to have more tools for myself to handle adjustment disorder, to handle my severe anxiety Mm. um, and like active tools where I'm like not feeling like, okay, I know what this is, but like, how do I stop it? Because that's where I'm at now. Like, I know what it is, but sometimes I'm not entirely sure how to stop it. Right. Um, And also just to be okay, being okay with like being just Carmen Mm. and like not having the accolades and like being satisfied with like just me. Like, will I be okay if it's just me in here? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. am I am I satisfied with it just being me and also realizing that that takes time too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I hope for 25. Cause I feel like once I'm okay with me, like everything starts to fall in place. You know, when mm-hmm. I realized like Carmen, if you're buyers, if it was just you for the rest of your life, would you be okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I need to figure that out. Cause right now I want, I feel like once I figure that out, everything falls in place. My career can fall in place because I'm secure with myself. Relationship can fall in place because I know at the end of the day, if anything would happen, I'm okay with myself. Same with like, parents and siblings and friends like all of that falls in place and I will end with this little quote my one of my really good friends Michaela had given me a um a scenario that she had figured out it's about like the the cycle of like the butterfly you know that it's a Mm -hmm. caterpillar it has to go in the cocoon and then it's a beautiful butterfly she and she said that she's in this point where there's a point between caterpillar and butterfly where you're in the cocoon and the caterpillar is just goo it literally Mm. is formless It literally has nothing. It's literally nothing. And this is right before it cracks open to become a butterfly. And she's Mm. felt like she's in that phase. And I feel like there was, that's really where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm Mm. formless. I am your goo, goo. (laughs) which there's opportunities for a lot of things. I can form. I can establish. (laughs) I could drop, (laughs) but it's a very pivotal point. And I think that's what 24, 25, even like, even in 25, because 25 is like, yeah it's i feel like it's very much goo like this is the part this is the part of the story where you can literally do anything like i like i said i truly believe it's year one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what about you what are you looking forward to by the end of 25 26 i just want to be i want to be settled in myself and i know that's such a vague answer but like that's like an umbrella feeling of an umbrella feeling that I have for different elements of my life, whether it's settled in myself in my home, whether it's settled in myself in my career, whether it's settled in myself in school, whether it's settled in myself in my relationship. Like, I just want, I hate uncertainty. And I know that life Mm. itself is like that. (laughs) Like there's nothing certain about life at all. Can we add that you're coming of age in a pandemic? Yeah. like Talk about uncertainty. It's a lot of uncertainty. Like I just, and I feel like right now I'm just trying to find my groove. Like I was saying, I have a lot going on. I'm full-time working, part-time student, helping my mom, trying to get me into this apartment, working out like the relationships. Like it's just a lot of, I kind of feel like I'm in that. I kind of also feel like goo. I'll also feel like goo like I'm like all right I know that I'm hatching I don't know if caterpillars hatch or butterflies hatch sure but yeah 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 we can say we want it's my platform it's our platform we do what we do like it's 
like I'm ha- like I know that something's happening, but like I'm still like you said, like okay, but when? Like when am I gonna yes. start developing? Like when am I gonna get out of here? Like like I don't I no longer feel like I feel like 22 early 20s was like I'm the was the feeling of I'm not gonna get out of this. Like nobody understands what I'm going through. Um, nobody's going through this with me, and nobody can really help me. Like it feels like very like helpless. Like. Now at 25, I always know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's like, all right, bitch, when we, when we going to get there though, <laughs> like how long, like how long is this tunnel? Like, <laughs> like when how long we... is the tunnel? Yeah. How long is this tunnel? Um, so for me, my biggest concerns about 25 is just still feeling like this. <laughs> I don't want to go into 25 feeling like, I mean, I'm already, yes. I don't want to go into 26 feeling like, feeling like um, what you're feeling. Yeah. Like. Feeling like what I'm feeling right now. Like I never want to go into the, and I know people hate the new year, new me thing. I never really say it, but I, I do, I don't want to bring the last year's issues into 26. Like I want to mm-hmm. be pretty resolved. Um, I don't know. For me, those are my biggest concerns. I just want to, I just want to be like, I want to be like fully aware of myself and who I'm am as a woman. I feel like there's still a lot that I'm figuring out, which I guess everybody is. And like we were saying before, maybe you're, you're never fully aware, but I just want to be fully grounded in my career. I want to be fully grounded in school in terms of like my routine. And I just want to be fully grounded in like a schedule for myself and taking care of myself yeah those are my main things about about my later half of my 20s like I just want to be happy and just have a healthy schedule yeah like it's so simple it'd be take care of cook me a meal I mean you know now and then a purse I will add learn how to cook to 25 for me oh y'all <laughs> I forgot Carver don't know how to cook. I forgot Carver don't know how to cook. Yeah, I mean, oodles and noodles, babe. That's crazy. I cook a mean egg and cheese sandwich, bacon, egg and cheese. But you know, breakfast isn't cooking, right? Like breakfast does not. That's anybody can cook breakfast. You never saw those sweets that are like, if she can cook breakfast, that don't count because anybody like Carmen, anybody can scramble some eggs. You know you can make eggs in a microwave. You can make scrambled eggs in a microwave. I unequivocally. <laughs> I feel like breakfast is cooking because you're gonna eat it. Yeah, it's cooking. It's yeah. There's no convincing me. I just feel cooking. like a lot of breakfast food comes with instructions. I mean, if that's the case, so does cooking. <laughs> so I guess I can cook if I can read it. Like. <laughs> Oh, it's, God, the way Twitter, it's the way Twitter really just tried to play us breakfast girls. No, oh, no, man. they definitely did. No, they definitely no, did. No, they definitely did. Before we go, five tips or five things you wish you knew um, for the folks that are going into their into their quarter life. Oh, before the quarter life. Mm-hmm. Five tips or five things that you somebody that you wish somebody would have told you going into 25 wow uh okay so one learn how to do taxes <laughs> learn it or find someone who can do it for you that's number one Whether they gonna get you they gonna get you what that's the truth no they gonna no, that's what i'm saying they gotta learn they gonna get you they gonna oh, get yes. you Yes, They're learn them taxes you. or find someone who can, but prioritize it. 
<laughs> um, and I'll just couple that with just finances in general, what, like, and figure mm-hmm. out what you want to do with your money. Um, and if you don't just save to save, save to actually have a goal. And that's something I'm still learning. But so taxes and finances. Also, like you said, nothing is certain, which mm. gives you a lot of opportunity, but also gives me a lot of pause and struggle. But nothing is for certain. Mm-hmm. And so that means you can create the world you want to create. But it also means that like nothing is really at like your will or at your mercy. You kind of just move with the wind. Absolutely. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't command the wind because you can. Uh, three. I would say, I would say find a therapist. Mm, mm-hmm, you definitely mm-hmm. need a therapist going through a quarter life crisis. Find a therapist for, for you got a fourth one. I would just say find pockets of rest. I think mm. the, you love some rest. She I'm loves some rest. If I could only take it for some rest. If I could only take it because yeah, I think from from like childhood it's like oh be at school every day you get a you get the star for being Mm -hmm. at school every day or like you got to save up the for college it's like save up your your uh days off because you know you only get three and then then all of a sudden you realize you never even used it right same with time off them two weeks put it in you know in january that you now have off the week of december because the week of christmas because christmas is your holiday do it before then do it before your partner do it absolutely because they will take it and then you will be working so just even if it's far away, I, I think that's for me, it's like I look forward to those breaks. I look forward to just being in my bed and binging because that's what I do best. Five. Mm-hmm. Five, I would say. You came up with those quick. I have not mine. thought of mine. <laughs> we got to end and I'm trying. Yeah, I'm we, trying. we got a call. <laughs> we business one. Um, five, I would say um, stay connected to your tribe and your friends. Um, and also start to parse. I don't have this problem before my friends think I'm shading them, but mm. try to parse through the friends who are um, for you. And also mm-hmm. like also like minded people. You don't want right. to be with friends who are like going through like you, you want to be with friends who can persevere. But like from a year from now, you don't want to be talking about the same struggles with your friends. You don't oh, absolutely say, not. I feel you. No, no <laughs> you shouldn't you be feeling me. Don't bitch. feel me. <laughs> Either be with friends who can elevate you or or are already <laughs> elevated. I'm telling mm. you, your, your friend circle is a reflection of you. I think Jay-Z mm. probably said that right from the beginning. Yeah. Like, if you are the only thriving person in your circle, that is a problem. You need a friend group. That's a problem. Um, that's, that was a that's, good five. Yeah, find a tribe, number five. That was a good five. All right, here's mine. All right, y'all. That was good. I was trying to think while you was talking. Uh, prioritize yourself. Um, nobody is going to benefit off of anything that you do. If you are unhealthy, if you're not all the way there, anything that you're, if you're supporting your parents, if you're supporting your siblings, like you cannot support anybody without supporting yourself. I know that that sounds corny, but I've forgotten that along the way a lot of times. Um, and I fell into a lot of funks because of it. Um, so that's definitely one, two, having some type of routine. Um, and I don't mean routine in, in the sense of like, you have to get up at 8am to do things. Like I know certain people have certain schedules and sleep schedules that work for them, but I mean routine and something that you can look forward to, um, in the day or throughout your week, um, or whether it's a weekend routine, something that, you know, will keep you sane and grounded in yourself. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean get up early, but something that you can 
continuously look forward to and keep you constant throughout the week. Three, take care of your body um, in whatever way that that works for you. It makes sense for you. Um, I don't like cardio. I prefer to lift. That's me doing joyful movement in a way that makes sense for me. Do joyful movement in a way that makes sense for you because it just feeds into your, it feeds your brain and it feeds your like positive energy to keep um, whatever positive routine you develop going. When you do something positive, it, it leads to positive effects. And when you do something that makes you feel negative and makes you feel sluggish, whatever that is for you, it's like a domino effect. It's going to have negative outcomes, et cetera, et cetera. So trying to do something positive with your body um, can lead to a lot of positivity throughout the day and throughout the week. That's a good one. I'm not going to lie. Between us two, between us two, y'all can have it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. Y'all can have it all figured out. Please don't, please don't do anything that I did in the past. Um, Tip number four, I'm a huge believer in karma. So some people may not believe this tip. Be good to others and the universe will be good to you. Um, care about people, just like be a good person. And I also feel like people who are good people are good people because they're happy with themselves. You know how they say hurt people, hurt people. I feel like people people who are, yeah, I feel like people who are good to others relatively feel happy with themselves. That's just my assumption. I don't have any facts to back that up. Um, But that's how it goes for me. Like when I'm snapping on people and having a bad day, it's because I'm having a bad day. It has nothing to do with them. so be good to people and you'll you'll get good in return. And then my fifth one, I was thinking about this one because I dropped a couple of bars just now. I dropped a couple of jewels. So I was thinking about what my fifth one should be. I think my fifth one should be allow for discomfort in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, allow for room for there to be um, discomfort, which as a lot of us know that saying, like you're not growing if you're always comfortable. And I fundamentally believe that there have been a lot of times where there's conversations or just like situations where I've been made to feel uncomfortable and I've learned a lot from them. Um, so it's going to feel very trash <laughs> in the moment. Um, but hopefully in reflection, you'll get something out of that. We just set y'all up. We yeah. just set y'all, y'all up. Y'all got the tools now. No y'all excuses. got the tools now. Um, Thank you, Carmen, for being vulnerable. I know we hate it, but I love this episode. I do, too. I I really hope that that everybody who's like 22 to like now, like our age, 25, 26, can like relate and or benefit to what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Because quarter life crisis is real. And I really thought I was going through it alone until Carmen Mm -hmm. says something. So hopefully this helps y'all. We love y'all. Love you guys. Thank you. Episode three, quarter life crisis everywhere. Bye y'all.